0: Good evening. says so our guest preacher mentioned last week, we've begun a new liturgical year, which is centered on the Gospel of Mark. Coming off a year where we focus on the Gospel of Matthew, where his writings proclaim the reign of God, Mark's Herald heralds the person of Jesus the Christ. He's the only gospel writer that puts the name Jesus with the name Christ thereby designating Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God from the outset. Mark was the first of the Gospels penned and is by far the shortest. And while it lacks many of the beautiful stories found in Luke and in Matthew, in its own way, its beauty is found in the concise, to-the-point language, as evidenced in the opening line we just heard. See, Mark minces no words nor does he want you to guess who or what he's about to be writing about when he opens with the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Before he introduces the prophet John the Baptist, he connects his gospel with the Old Testament by quoting that beautiful passage we just heard from the prophet Isaiah. Behold, I'm sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way. A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. Dry and arid desert certainly resonates with all of us. As we have each known times of personal drought. Where our hearts and minds feel weary or broken or burnt out. Where we thirst for spiritual or physical or mental refreshment. And yet we continue to feel parched. If that is enough, one just has to watch the evening news and where we find ourselves in a world where too many nations and their leaders opt for power and control and war. Meanwhile, the lost and broken and victimized and shunned wander and wonder if they really are a child of God. And yet the biblical image of the desert and the wilderness, which is used throughout the scriptures, is not a place of hopelessness, but rather a place where God speaks to his people. It's a place where we often find ourselves forgetting that we're never alone. It's a place of encounters and of miracles. It's a place where we find that God uses those difficult times for something meaningful and powerful where God seeks and finds and calls us back to life in him. So obviously, if we walk through this season of Advent, we might just find ourselves in some form of wilderness, thirsting for peace, reconciliation, and healing. Therefore, it's a time that we need to be alert, awake, watchful, vigilant to God's presence without any fear of the Lord where we can help gather ourselves and all of creation to be pointing and paving straight paths to God's glory, where we can fulfill the words of the prophet Micah to seek justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. And to that end, it would seem that Isaiah and many other prophets come to the same conclusion, one that was echoed two weeks ago on the readings that we heard for the Feast of Christ the King. Namely, that our God desires compassion, justice and peace, especially for those who live on the margins, and our need to go to those margins so that one day the margins will be erased. But faced with personal losses as well as all the turmoil in this weary world, the question remains, how do we embrace this advent? How do we fulfill our baptismal call of discipleship of? being a modern-day prophet, reminding ourselves and others that Christ is coming and Christ is already here. Thomas Merton provided some guidance when he wrote this. The fact remains that our task is to seek and find Christ in our world as it is and not as it might be. The fact that the world is other than it might be does not alter the truth that Christ is present in it and that his plan has been neither frustrated nor changed. Indeed, all will be done according to his will. Our advent is the celebration of this hope. What is uncertain is not the coming of Christ, but our own reception of him, our own response to him, our own readiness and capacity to go forth and to meet him. See, it can be easy for many of us to throw up our arms in the face of all that's going on in the places like Ukraine, in the Middle East, or locally on our borders. We often hear the question, where is God in all of this? But Advent reminds us that Jesus himself was born into this world. He was a refugee whose early years were one of flight, of hiding, of seeking asylum, and whose lifetime ministry was one that was in solidarity to those who live on the margins. In writing about the true meaning of this season, Merton continues by saying, into this world, this demented inn, in which there's absolutely no room for him at all, Christ has come uninvited. But because he cannot be at home in it, because he is out of place in it, and yes, yet he must be in it, this place is not with others for whom there is no room. This place is with those who do not belong, who are rejected by power because they are regarded as weak. With those for whom there is no room, Christ is mysteriously present in this world. So what's our role? Perhaps you can take the lead from Isaiah where we spend time seeking how we can prepare the way of the Lord, of how we can look at the valleys, at the crookedness, at the rough places, not just in the outside world, but in our hearts. A sort of personal purification the deepest sense. To look at the chaos around us and seek where we can bring peace and calmness. To look at the places in time where perhaps we've closed ourselves to those in need, to self-examine how we can be better open by having our parched lives refreshed with the saving waters of our God. All the time knowing that as we are waiting in Advent for the arrival of Emmanuel, God is always waiting for us in the desert, on the mountaintop, in the straight and level paths, as well as the crooked lines and paths that we often travel. For our God, for whom we wait for, never ever gives up on us, and always holds a promise of healing, of wholeness, of forgiveness, and of redemption. So as we journey through this Advent, may we take the time to look around us, make straight paths as we look to actively participate in being a part of the way in which Christ enters this world again, again and again.